Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Well, good morning. Here's your look at how markets are shaping up. And we saw a bit of a slump overnight as investors got a bit more nervous and tried to price in the well, likelihood of what's going to play out in the coming days. So quite a bit of caution as we see the Dow losing 50 points on 0.2 points or 2% at 33,043 points. The S&P 500 squeezed out a small gain of 0.002%, closing at 4,205. And the Nasdaq Composite also had a bit of a choppy session, eventually closing higher by 0.3% to close at 13,017. Pairing gains of as much as 1.4%. For more insights, we are checking in with Eric Bailey. He is the Executive Managing Director of Stewart Partners Global Advisory at the Bailey Group. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm well. Good evening, Ryan. I'm here in New York City. How are yeah, you? Yeah, it's great to have you talking to us all the way from New York. You've got your well, reading of the parts of the markets and you are, of course, watching the latest action playing out and a lot surrounding what's going to be happening with the vote coming up today on the U.S. debt ceiling. Walk us through how markets are pricing that in and what you're expecting. Well, yeah, on Sunday, we had a long weekend here in the States. And Sunday, the president and the head of the Republican Party came to an agreement on the debt ceiling. And that certainly was a positive for the markets, as there was a lot of uncertainty heading into this week that a deal would not happen. And that would cause a lot of concern, volatility, very nervousness for investors. So now uh, it heads to the vote, right? The, uh, in the, the Both the House First, the House and then the Senate have to approve this debt ceiling, and that's what we're waiting on. So we're not out of the woods. We need an agreement to get uh, approved by Congress, and hopefully it happens this week. Yeah, how optimistic are you of that happening? We've been hearing a lot of pushback within the party itself. Some Republicans and Democrats not totally on board with all the terms being put on the table. Right. You know, with politics, you're always going to get a lot of talk and views that uh, some people don't like it. But I'm, I'm more confident. And we're seeing that in the markets, especially in the uh, in the credit markets, where we saw a lot of concern in the uh, U.S. Treasury, short term treasuries, where uh, yields rose quite a bit over the last few weeks. And they've come down today. So that's a positive development. So overall, I think a deal will get done. Yeah. And we are, of course, uh, heading into the next FOMC meeting coming sometime middle of June. Is that going to be a big factor that will weigh on their decision? Right now, I'm looking at markets pricing in a potential rate hike of 25 basis points. And this is higher, much higher than the 28% um, based on the CME Fed Watch 2. Right now, it's sitting around 61%. And not too long ago, people were expecting no rate hikes. What's driving the sentiment here? No, that's a great point. I think that's the biggest issue now that we're hopefully past the debt ceiling is what is the U.S. Federal Reserve going to do? And uh, this Friday, we have the uh, unemployment numbers will come out. That's going to be important because here in the States, the the job market has been very tight, even though rates have gone up uh, substantially. Uh, We would have thought we would have seen higher unemployment levels, but that hasn't happened. And so, yeah, the markets are, uh, are concerned that the Fed is not done yet raising rates and that inflation is still 
still an issue. So I think that uh, could cause some headwinds and volatility in the markets. Yeah, inflation is still an issue. And like you pointed out, the labor market is still quite resilient. So perhaps more impetus or motivation for the Fed to do a bit more before they totally take their foot off the pedal. If you look at the latest earnings, um, the latest takeaways from the commentary, is there enough reason for you to um, gather that the business momentum is still there in the sense that we are you now seeing the companies being able to pass on costs, for example? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just finished pretty much the the main second quarter earnings were released. And what we saw, especially in the technology companies, were very uh, stronger than anticipated earnings. And we've seen just incredible returns in some of these tech companies, Microsoft, Meta, NVIDIA. A lot of that is this AI boom that we're seeing in the markets. And so the equity markets are acting very well. You're seeing confidence in investors putting money in that space, um, especially the growth names. You know, other sectors, not so much. Uh, you're seeing weakness in financials and in healthcare, industrials, and that's a result of what's happening with higher interest rates and the anticipation that uh, the economy is slowing. Yeah, that's a very interesting point on the growth stocks there. So we've got Nasdaq up nearly 25% year to date, but the criticism in some corners is that it's being led by just a few big names. So how much momentum is there behind the uh, recent tech rally? A lot of momentum. I mean, if you look at... Uh, for example, NVIDIA reported last week that stock's up, I want to say, 150% this year. Microsoft, you know, Meta is up over 100%. And so that's where uh, that's where we're seeing the capital and investments going. And, and it is a concern because it's just a handful of names. And as you said, we're seeing the growth markets doing very well, right? The Russell 1000 growth is up north of 20%, but the Russell 1000 value is, is uh, I want to say, is flat or even negative for the year. And so, you know, these few stocks have really been, um, you know, been the momentum behind the markets. And so if that doesn't continue, it's a concern, right? That means that I think, you know, the investors are are worried that a slowdown is happening. Yeah, we'll see if that uh, momentum translates to the rest of the market as well, especially smaller tech stocks. And let's take a look at the stock market right now. Eric, what do you like that is looking attractive to you right now? Well, you know, there are two parts. I, I do with interest rates higher for those who are more conservative, you can get north of five percent in money markets and short term bank CDs. So it's not a bad place to put your cash or, or liquid assets and kind of wait and see mm. where things go, because there still is a lot of uncertainty in the equity markets. While growth has been where, you know, where the best returns have been, I like more, you know, value companies. I like companies that pay dividends that have a long history of dividends. So there are, you know, a few stocks in there I like. McDonald's, Pepsi, Caterpillar are names I like. Okay, so these are a bit of a play on the consumer space. Yeah, these are part of what's called the uh, dividend aristocrats. And these are companies that have raised their dividends every year for 25 consecutive years. So these are companies, very strong balance sheets. They they perform well in all types of economic environments. Mm -hmm. And they've outperformed the S&P 500, the index, over a a 10-year, you know, a 10-year annualized return. So while this year, some some of these names, their reach aren't as strong as the markets, over time, they do very well. And so I I do like buying them when their prices are are down. All right. Caterpillar, McDonald's and PepsiCo among some of the names. And just to take a look back again on those tech stock names, is it too late to jump on a bandwagon? How optimistic are you or how bullish are you on where it's going from here? Yeah, Ryan, I mean, that's a great question. This AI trend and boom, I think, is very powerful. And so, yeah, names like Microsoft and NVIDIA and some other semiconductor names that are, are viewed as the, the premier investments mm-hmm. in AI, I do. I think the momentum will continue in right. those stocks. 
uh, if you believe the um, fundamental story behind it, it is a compelling reason for you to take a closer look. We may channel Eric Bailey. He is the Executive Managing Director of Stewart Partners Global Advisory at the Bailey Group. Eric, it's been great chatting with you. Have a great day ahead. Thanks, Ryan. You as well. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.